Hello and welcome to the Spiral Into Control podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dempsey. I'm in my car right now. It is a rainy night, so you might hear the pitter-patter of the raindrops on the roof of my car. And if you do, that's cool, because raindrops sound cool. Might add an extra ambiance to my podcast. But, um... Yeah, I've been thinking a lot today about all my hobbies, my passions, my interests, my jobs, my careers, and everything I've done in this life, and um, what I'm planning to do or would like to do in the future. And I thought, is it too much? And that was a question I was trying to contemplate within myself. Am I doing too much? And I do I spread myself too thin? Uh, we'll delve deeper into that. Um, in a moment. Keep listening. I've always had a lot of passions, pursuits, interests in my life. I've just always been that way. I've never really had to search for things to do or things to, uh, to capture my interest. Because there's just so many things out there. And uh, I never had trouble finding things to do or things to study, things to play with. My problem was the opposite. I always had too many things, too many pursuits, too many interests. I was just all over the place. You know, I, I was just my personality. I've been like that since I was a kid. And uh, my mom used to say, Ryan, you're too ambitious. I remember her telling me that so many times. You're too ambitious. <laughs> Now, ambition is something that's good, right? Something you want um, to see in your children. And, and she meant it in a good way. I mean, she was uh, very supportive and still is very supportive of, of everything I do. Um, I had great parents. Um, but, you know, they did see that I always had, you know... I was always flip-flopping between one thing or the other, and I never focused on one thing. Um, and that's something that bothered me about myself for many years, but I'm at peace with that now. Um, to give you like a, more examples, just in my life, and, and maybe you're the same, um, but in my life, you know, I, I, as a kid, you know, I did most things that kids do, play sports, uh, did a lot of art and whatever. But I was always very passionate about everything I did. I never did anything really half-assed. I go full-on obsessed with things. I just geeked. I was just a geek about everything, right? I'd like to geek on anything. Like so if, I, if for example if if I got into football I wouldn't just watch football. I wouldn't just play football. But I'd have to read every book about football. Um, I'd go to the library, and at the time, there was video cassettes that you can borrow. <laughs> and I would watch video cassettes. Um, and that's pretty normal with somebody who's passionate about things. But for me, I enjoyed a steep lear learning curve. So what happened was, what would happen was, like, as the learning curve leveled off, I would see something else. And quite often I would drop that one thing and go do something else. Um, like I remember when I was a kid, I, I, um, I was really into karate or martial arts in general. 
And that was one of those things that I would just like, I'd want to watch every martial arts movie. I'd go to the library and I'd go to like the, the video cassettes and I would borrow anything that had to do with martial arts. Uh, karate or judo or jiu-jitsu or whatever it was. If it was martial arts, I would grab it. And I would read every book in the library. And I would read it again. I'd keep renewing the same books over and over and over again. And, and uh, I got enrolled into, into karate. I got all the way up to brown belt. And then I quit. <laughs> I quit because football caught my eye. I saw the Seattle Seahawks play. And it was like, ah, that's, that's what captured my heart. And then all my, my dedication and interest and passion moved to football. Then after a while, I decided, you know what? I want to be a pilot. And then I wanted to be a rock star. And then I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And it just kind of flip-flopped from one thing to the other. And I enjoyed that. To this day, I still enjoy that steep learning curve. The, the most exciting, you know, passionate I am with anything is when I'm finding something new. When I'm a beginner. Because everything's fresh, everything's new. I, I get excited because there's so much to learn. But after I learned, now you don't learn everything, you know, the, nobody can ever learn anything about one subject. But after I learned enough that the learning curve wasn't as steep and I can, I'm, I can like, be competent uh, doing something or, or explaining something or talking about something, it didn't hold my interest as much as it used to. So I'd move on to something else, something else that would be new and fresh and exciting. But uh, then I would regret it. I would regret it because I would see the people who continued on um, doing that one thing, you know, like karate, again, is another example. I never got to black belt. I got to brown belt and I quit. And then later on in life, I think, man, I should have just, should have just stuck with it until I got to black belt, right? And that's why, you know, my mom would say, you're too ambitious. I'm too ambitious. And she meant I'd like too many different things. I would like... Uh, just like I, one thing I uh, an example I always gave and I think I did gave this example in, a, in my last podcast um, was I see life as like a smorgasbord like a buffet and there's all these different things to try why would I just try the same thing every time and that's just not a just you know a hypothetical example for me I mean that's literally how I am if I go to a restaurant I think about what did I have last time and even if it was really good the thing I had last time I would make sure I ordered something else and if I went back to that restaurant again I would be like okay what else is on the menu I always want something different and I'm not saying that's the right way to be um, I know plenty of people who aren't like that they'll order the same cheeseburger and fries every single time or, or roast beef and potatoes every time they'll order the same thing every time I know I have a few friends like that um, and that's fine, but that just isn't me. And I'd have, I have had to come and accept the fact that that's not me. Um, not with food, not with anything really. Um, I just want to try new things. So I remember, um, the, what was it? Uh, Tony Robbins. I was uh, watching a Tony Robbins thing or reading a, a book, and he talks about this a lot, a lot about the basic needs. Not so much uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but his own 
spin on things. Now I won't get into all the the needs probably because I <laughs> I can't remember them all off the top of my head. But uh, um, he had a, a bunch of needs, and and uh, there was always an opposite who was what, and it was also a need. Um, for example, certainty. That's a need in people's life. They want to feel cert certain of things. Uh, they want to have. Um, they want to be certain that the bills are going to get paid. They'll always have a, a roof over their head. Um, they'll always have food on the table. They need certainty. They need a stable relationship, a stable job. They want to know that they're going to get taken care of, and everything will be fine. Uh, they'll be safe. They'll be comfortable. That's certainty. But then the opposite spectrum, which we also need, is uncertainty. The opposite thing, but we also need it. We need that from time to time. We need uh, we need excitement. We need passion. We need adventure. Now, everybody um, on this earth can place themselves on a spectrum between certainty and uncertainty. It might be, you know different at different points in their lives for example as you know somebody who's say young and right after school they might crave uncertainty they want excitement they want adventure in their life and then after a few years of that maybe they want to settle down and they want certainty they want a stable job a career um a family uh, um you know, a house. <laughs> they want to stay put for a while. And they might do that for 7 years, 10 years, 15 years. And after a while, they might get an itch to, oh, they need uncertainty again. So there's this kind of vacillating back and forth between certainty and uncertainty. Uh, for me, I'm mostly on the uncertainty part. <laughs> Just because I feel, um, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I always felt certain of my, myself. Um... I guess the right word is maybe self-reliant or maybe um, optimistic. I know everything's going to be fine. I always feel that way. Everything's going to f be fine. I don't need to panic about things. I don't need to be panic panicking about work or a you know job, making money, um, having a roof over my head, food to eat. I always felt that, yeah, that's... I don't need to worry about that stuff. I have to work for all that stuff. But I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't have to be my main focus, my main attention. So I'm always on the uncertainty side. I want uncertainty. I want adventure. I want excitement in my life. And for me, like, the trap I set for myself a lot of times is I get to, to a point where I'm close to, like, making it, you know? Um... I had my own web design and development company. I ran it for about five years, and every year our, our revenue kept doubling. You know, the first year it was very difficult to make ends meet. And by then I already had, you know, a wife and three kids, so I had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. And it was a risk. It was a gamble. It was, uh, it was an adventure, you know. But it was a big risk, and it was a big gamble just to, you know, quit my job at the time. I was a crane operator. I quit my job, and I was told the wife, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to be a web developer. And I look back at that now and I think, man, that would have scared her. That would be a scary for your husband to say, yeah, I'm not working that job anymore, that stable job, the one with benefits and, 
and uh, making really good money and had a good future. We're not doing that. We're starting from scratch. Zero income. But we're going to build this up. Don't worry about it. Trust me. <laughs> That's uncertain right there. But I felt pretty confident. And uh, every year, like I said, it, uh, our, in, our revenue doubled. And after, at the fifth year, I thought, yeah, we're going to just stop this. We're going to move to Australia for the year with the money we made. Now, any financial advisor, anybody who's using any sort of wisdom <laughs> would say that was a stupid move. So we spent all our money that year, uh, literally all the money, uh, traveling, living in another country. And then when we came back, I had no money. But I had a business. Uh, I was in, the business was dormant, wasn't doing anything. So I thought, you know, uh, I'll just get back into web development. And I just couldn't get back into it. It wasn't exciting anymore. I just... I just didn't have that drive, didn't have the passion that I once had, even though I could have just stepped right into it because I knew the business, I knew the technology, I knew all the applications, I knew, I knew what I was doing. But that fire wasn't there and I needed to find something else. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, bore you with all the details, but I became an ice road trucker. Did that for a little while. Now I'm not doing that anymore. You know, and I look back at my life and I'm like, wow. You know, if you just stayed doing one thing you could have been somebody <laughs> uh, you know <sighs> that is the downside I'll admit to having this personality I don't know what you could call if you want to put a title to this personality I heard somebody call it being a dabbler Say, don't be a dabbler somebody who dabbles in this and dabbles in that but never reaches mastery and I had to admit to myself as I was hearing that, well, I guess that's me he's talking to. I'm a dabbler. I dabble in all sorts of things. And the downside is it's hard to reach mastery. Because mastery of any field, topic, career, endeavor, takes a long time. It takes repetition. It takes days and weeks and months and years of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Just drilling, learning, studying, just doing the same thing. And eventually you reach this, this mastery, whatever that is in your, your profession or your vocation, be it, I don't know, the Olympics, um, a Grammy, an Oscar, whatever it is, the, the pinnacle of, of, of your career, your profession. It, th that doesn't happen overnight. Um, but for me, now that I'm older and I'm, I can come to accept who I am and, and, and what I do in this life and what I don't do in this life. Um, now, I do want to reach mastery in something, in anything. But if I don't, that's fine. Um, I used to stress a about it a lot. Um, think, man, where am I going? What am I doing in this life? Uh, what's the point of all this? I need to strive to do something. And I think, you know, I, I really did want mastery. It was like, okay, I'm done with that thing, but I'm going to do this now. And then when I do this, I'm going to reach as far as I can in this thing. Um, oh, I'm going to start a business now, and I'm going to you know, get this one to, to, to either acquisition or IPO, and I'm going to make a lot of money on this. And so I did strive for mastery in a lot of different things. 
and I would get down on myself because, oh, I didn't quite get there. Um, I've been studying a lot about Buddhism lately. Um, and uh, mindfulness and that whole spiritual side of things, you know. And, and we know that the cause of suffering, or what Buddhism teaches is the cause of suffering is desire. We, have, we desire things and we desire more things and it's never enough. So that's something I've always had to like look within myself um, to try to find contentment. Just be happy. And balance that with my ambition. I'll, I'm always going to want to try my best, um, do my best, reach for the stars. Um, just get better and better every day. Um, reach my goals. Reach these milestones that I set for myself in life. Balance that with being content and not desiring too much. That I can find satisfaction in just the doing of things. So I might never reach mastery. I might not ever reach the pinnacle of anything really. But just I found like satisfaction in just doing the things. So whatever that is. So I'm going to keep doing whatever I want to do. And when I don't want to do it anymore, I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> and telling myself this just gives me peace and satisfaction and really comfort. And that, okay, I am who I, who I am. I am who I am. I might be a dabbler. Um, I might not reach mastery. I might never get a black belt in anything. I might never make a million dollars. But that's fine. Because I'm in this journey of life. And as long as I put one foot in front of the other, I'm okay. Even if I stand in the same place every once in a while and just, you know, smell the roses, that's okay too. It's fine. I'm okay with my personality. I'm okay with who I am. Um, so if there's anybody else there who are, who's like me, um, yeah, maybe be okay with who you are. Um, just keep dabbling away, trying different things. Um, everything will be fine. Uh, you know, if you're the other type of person, that you can stick to one thing for your whole life, more power to you. That's great. You're the type of person who will reach the top. You will play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you will win a Grammy. You will, you know, get to the Olympics one day. Because that's the type of people who get there. The people who do that one thing all the time. So, yeah, that's my rant about that. Um... So uh, in a moment, I'll talk about uh, a couple of things that I've been passionate about lately. Just give an update on my own life, because this is my podcast. And uh, I do talk about myself quite a bit on my own podcast. But I'll get into that in a moment. So lately, for me, it's been all about two things. Two things that aren't even really related to each other. One being bonsai trees, and the other thing being bikepacking. i just been looking into those things lately, and it's just captured my mind and my attention. So uh, I bought a little tree, one little uh, Jupiter, Jupiter did I say? <laughs> Not a Jupiter, a juniper, a juniper tree, uh, a Japanese juniper. 
um, uh, what do you call it? A Juniperus procumbens nana. A little, little bush thing in a pot. And I had such a good time just snipping away at it and pruning it and repotting it. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I never saw myself as somebody who was into plants or gardens or trees or anything like that. But that's just an example of the type of person I am. I just geek out about things. I can get really into things. Now I'm just like, I need to read all about it. The tradition of bonsai and design and Japanese um, aesthetics. And, uh, you know, the history of bonsais in, uh, as it came through China, where it started, and as it spread out through the world, and how it spread out, and, and uh, the influence that different places, regions have on its design and the different material of, of uh, you know, native trees, depending on where you are. I'm in North America, um, Canada, British Columbia specifically, so what are the native species that we can use for bonsai? <laughs> I got really into it, then I needed more trees, so then I bought another tree and another tree and another tree, and now like my back balcony, I don't even have enough space for this, it's, it's just full of, of bonsai trees, and I, I look at them every day and I spend time with I, I joke around and say I'm like spending time with my friends these trees um, and I'm having a good time with it the other thing is bike packing or just bicycling in general I bought a bicycle a little while ago I had a like uh, my wife bought a, a bicycle um, from a friend and it was, it was a pretty good quality bike it was an alright it was uh, kind of like a hybrid commuter type type of bike and she wasn't using it so I started riding it to work and it's it's pretty strenuous commute and I loved it I I love that bike <laughs> and I loved riding a bike it made me feel like a kid again so if you ever want to feel like a little kid again get on a bicycle and remember what it was like if you grew up with a bicycle um, I know when I grew up in the 80s, everybody had a bike and everybody wanted a bike. Not so much with the kids today. I hardly ever see kids riding bikes today. Like uh, my kids' school, the bike racks are always empty. There might be one or two or three bikes on it. But when I was a kid, the bike racks were full and everybody wanted a bike. So <laughs> I remember that time, you know. When I watch like Stranger Things or E.T. or movies like that where it's like was made in the 80s or it was... Uh, um, or is set in the 80s. You know, like the Goonies or, you know, the TV show now on Netflix, Stranger Things. Kids are always riding on, on around on the BMX bikes, and that, that reminded of me when I was a kid. That's what I was into. Me and my brother, all my friends, we would, like, race around the neighborhood in, in our bikes. Whatever bike we could have, fine. I mean, a big banana seat bike or whatever, but we all wanted BMX bikes at the time. And then later on, it was mountain bikes. So that feeling I got, Right away when I got on a bicycle, I'm 40 years old now and riding a bicycle and I'm remembering, I feel like I'm 8 years old again and it's great. So I bought a bicycle, um, uh, kind of what brand is it, Specialized, Specialized Diverge, I did some research and found that that was a good all around bike and it was good for riding on, on the road and gravel. So I'm going to be commuting to work again uh, with, uh, with that bicycle and also hopefully doing longer trips getting some packs to put on it um getting sleeping bags tents all that stuff to do overnight adventures so stay tuned for some more talks about my adventures on the bicycle i might even talk about bonsais or whatever but uh 
that's kind of a very niche topic and not everybody's going to like that but this podcast isn't about everybody <laughs> this podcast is about me let's face it eh? so i just want to just say a few things about how i balance my all my pursuits and interests and all my hobbies of which i have too many <laughs> we already established that um i rely heavily on scheduling now this is uh, also ultra geeky um but i i use apps <laughs> i schedule my time and uh just so i could have non-zero days i think i mentioned this previous podcast this concept of having a non-zero day where i do nothing now this doesn't apply to just i do nothing at all but also where on the you know the certain pursuits that i'm most interested in the in the time i like have a handful of them i think okay i don't want to have a zero day of never doing that um for example music music is a, a big passion of mine and there are times when i'm full on I, I'll, I'll do music all day long and then there's other times where like now where it's like i just can't stop thinking of bonsai <laughs> and i'd rather be uh, playing with my little trees or if if the weather is is good, not like today, it's rainy. But when the weather is good, I'd rather be on my bike. I schedule in times of every day. I think, okay, make sure it's a non-zero day. I'm not a, you know, I don't want a day where I play no music at all. So I schedule it in. I put it on my to-do list. So it's just as simple as that. Where if I have all these pursuits, I, I don't I don't want any of them to just to kind of fall by the wayside completely. No, when you have so many, you can't do all of it. You know, like, I, I can't revisit everything that I ever did in my life and just, you know, add on top of that. Like, every day do martial arts, every day do aviation, one of my old passions, or every day do whatever. There's just not enough hours in the day. So some stuff is dormant. Some of my pursuits kind of has to lay dormant for a while and I just have to accept the fact that um, I'm not flying airplanes right now I might never fly airplanes again because of uh, a certain medical co condition I have um, but that's fine I can do other things um, and all these things I can do I, I, I schedule it now I think I've talked about this as well on a previous podcast but every day I schedule my three most important tasks um, just to update on that, I've expanded on that. Uh, I have three important tasks for um, my professional life, and I have three important tasks for my personal life. So six altogether. Every day I write down six things that I, I want to do um, pertaining to, to my goals. Uh, three professional and three personal. <clears throat> And then in all, like a lot of my hobbies are certain things that are just kind of like the cornerstone of my life, a big, huge part of my life that I do every day no matter what. And I have for many, many years now. Things like meditation and, and music. Music, as I mentioned, is a passion of mine that I do every day. And I make sure, even if it's just to pick up the guitar for like 10 minutes or sing a few songs or, or uh, read a book about music theory, anything I've, I've i've got to do it every day so 
really, you know, I, I try to do as many things as possible, but there's always going to be one or two things that kind of is at the forefront of my mind that I'm currently passionate about. And those other ones are kind of in the back burner, but I schedule them. I schedule them just to do that a little bit. I make sure that I do something for my health. A little bit of that health and exercise every day, um, a little bit of music every day, uh, I have to read every day, little things like that. And that might sound like a lot of work or super geeky, but that's just kind of what I have to do to keep myself in check. Um, otherwise, yeah, I would be all over the place. I know myself by now. So that's some advice that I have for you. It's a very basic, seems kind of obvious, but... It's, for a lot of people, it's not obvious because a lot of people don't write things down and make to-do lists and make schedules. But that's been paramount in my life. To have a schedule, have a calendar, have a to-do list, have a journal. I do all those things. And it's just part of my daily habits and it helps. Um, so there's that. So that was today's podcast. I hope it was informative and entertaining um, for anybody listening. That's a lot about me. <laughs> I talked about me a lot and the things that I was into. But um, I think there's a lot of other people out there who might be able to relate. And uh, I hope uh, some of my experiences and my thoughts has helped anybody. And maybe some of my advice has been helpful and informative. So yeah, <coughs> I'm just going to keep podcasting, uh, so stay tuned for the next one. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, hopefully, I get to talk to somebody. Um, yeah, I, I have actually have a friend that, um, I'll save that for, for another time. Uh, I haven't asked him yet, <laughs> but I have a guy just popped in my mind that I'm meeting with next week, and I thought, hey, maybe, um, maybe he'll be into podcasting with me. That would be interesting, but... Um, yeah stay tuned for that one next week and thanks for listening to this spiral into control podcast <laughs>